0: This is an ABC podcast.
1: Okay, Pip, I know we say this a lot, pretty much every episode, but this week we did
2: get the biggest response. I know, I know. To a post that we put up on Instagram. I was scrolling through the responses um, as they were coming in and it probably took me about three solid minutes to get to the bottom because so many people can relate to this. If you've ever gone through a breakup, and it's just been the worst thing ever you're just
1: like in a ball like rocking back and forth the tissues non-stop tears galore you can't even imagine going back out there again you can't even imagine being with anyone else only to find out and we're talking like a couple of weeks maybe a month later your
2: ex already has a new partner it's when your ex moves on so quickly And this is something that so many of you got in touch with your personal experiences. It seems like it's happened to a lot more people than we think. I think it's happened to me how many times? I don't know. Oh, my God, you have, like, multiple. Yeah. You count on a hand. Oh, yeah, I'm the foster girlfriend.
1: (gasps) Yeah, yeah. I'm the girlfriend that they have before they have their proper, like, we're spending the rest of our lives together girlfriend. So the foster
2: (laughs) girlfriend is the one where they kind of, like, learn things, test things out. <laughs> it's like they don't want to commit
1: to you. They're like, it's. I'm not looking for anything serious. It's like a trial run. Yeah, it's like situationship city. And then all of a sudden, they're ending things. And then you're like, wait a minute.
2: When they're like fully <laughs> settling down with someone else. They're like engaged. Yeah. They're getting a kid on the way. I think that I'm the person then that moves on too quickly. So I'm kind of like the opposite. I'm like the enemy in the room right now. But... I will say this, when I've been in relationships with people, I've never like overpromised things and embellished like what we had. Like I've definitely been in honeymoon phases and stuff. I've never been like, oh, I can't wait to marry you. I can't wait to settle down with you mm. and stuff and then go, see ya. Like I've not done that. I think I just generally process breakups quicker or like I start processing them before I actually do it. So The hard emotional work is done. Already done. And then I'm able to kind of like feel a bit like more relieved and and myself again after the breakup. Whereas that person, maybe I surprise them a little bit by going, hey, sorry, like this isn't it. Well, that's
1: the thing is that I think that is one of the reasons why people do move on really quickly. Mm. And that's what we're going to get into in this episode. We're going to find out why it happens because it is so many different reasons, you know, like Pip just described. There's also emotional cheating. It could be like trying to avoid feelings. Uh, it could just be like coincidence. You just happened to meet your soulmate. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to hear your stories and we're also going to chat to some experts to
2: figure out how the hell to heal because this shit hurts. We actually had one person in our DM saying that seeing your ex move on so fast was worse than the breakup. Dude. So, yeah. Ah. ah, but we're gonna get into anyway, it anyway. So strap in, let's do it.
1: We're all doom scrolling in a breakup,
2: right? Of like we're course. all in bed,
1: like we said, like bawling your eyes out. The ice cream's there. We're just scrolling, trying to like fill the void. And low key also kind of stalking potentially their socials. You Definitely.
2: Know. You need to know what's going on, where they're at, so you can either avoid them or bump into them if you're a freak. Or just like any clue <laughs> whatsoever about what the fuck is going on and why they ended things. Exactly, And then you're in a spiral and you see either this, a relationship status come up if you're old school on Facebook or a hard or soft launch photo with someone new and you're like, hold on, mm. who's that? Who's that? Who's that? And we had so many people tell us about this in the DMs, D. Like uh, Jace said, I broke down in the middle of the lab I work in when I saw the Facebook status showing their new relationship. Jess had a similar thing as well. We were together five years and he broke it off. A few weeks later, I saw a photo of him and a new GF on Facebook and I was still a wreck from the breakup. ah I hate social media. Ah. It's going to be the end of us. But it's also like we're so addicted that we can't help doing this. And the thing is,
1: your gut, in your gut, you know. Yeah. Like you see the picture and you go,
2: yeah. And you know what? That's so much worse than let's say a friend coming to you and being like, hey, I have something to tell you. Um, your ex is now dating, blah. Because then you have that moment the friend can comfort you and talk you through it and be like, oh, they're so oh. shit. Like we hate them, blah, blah, blah. But with this, you're most likely in a very vulnerable place, alone, probably on the toilet, crying, oh. shitting, crying, shaking, throwing up because of your breakup. <laughs> and then you see the
1: picture. Oh, and do you know what's worse? I hate it. Is probably knowing that you never ever made it to the grid. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh my god yeah, you that were person, just a soft launch yeah, that
1: person oh not a, i didn't even get a soft launch but like you were that person that they were always saying like oh you know i'm just not that type of person or, I'm just oh like, my god i'm not in that headspace i'm just wanting to be single and chill like not looking for a relationship and their socials to this day has just been like no like a girlfriend in my case and then it's like bam hard launch and you're like oh
2: wow Yeah, it's really shit. It's just the shittest. So whether you were in a situationship like D, or maybe you were in a really long-term solid relationship for years, why do people do this? Why do they move on so fast? Yeah, why? (laughs) We demand answers. We demand
1: answers. And don't worry. We got them. We got them. Um, We spoke to couples, therapists and clinical psychs, Sean and Helen, about this. They're also a couple which is just, we love. So they're a great team. They've got so much advice. And they taught us that there's lots of different reasons. First one being, like what Pip went through, your ex emotionally tapped out a long time ago.
2: You make me sound so bad. (laughs) I definitely am not an arsehole. Pip, so many people do this. They just process the breakup sooner. Okay,
3: I think it's really unfair. I I actually feel like, We're witnessing kind of couples all the time it's quite a torturous process if you've checked out and you're still with the person that person might be really working hard on the relationship really still invested but they never had a hope because the person's just not committed and it's actually quite an unfair position to be in yeah and a lot of the avoidance behaviors will be like yeah I'm still in it yes I'm still committed oh yeah let's go do couples therapy but they're not really
2: Okay, I need to clear my name. I'm not that. I don't do that. I never would be leading somebody on. I just think I quietly process like what's going on and then I've broken it off. And then, I don't know, I just happen to find somebody by fate or by accident, or maybe I have a really bad habit of falling into relationships. That could be a whole podcast. We definitely need to address that for me.
1: (laughs) No, but that's the thing. That's the thing is that it can also, that's another reason. It can generally just be fate. It can generally just be coincidence. Apart from processing those emotions already and kind of grieving the relationship before it ends, which I think is so common,
4: it can also just be fate. They might meet someone three months later and, and in a week
3: later <laughs> or a week yeah
4: it depends i think that it really is a, a factor because although we might want to also give ourselves time to recover from a relationship uh, you know the world operates in funny ways and we might just meet someone by chance and and kind of hit it off as well i feel like this kind of ties into
1: the fate thing but a lot of the time as much as you do really love someone and you really want to make it work with them it's just not the right person for you.
4: I think that that's a, a real reality. And depending on our own personal insight, we might have more awareness of that, and other people might have a little bit less awareness, and that's okay. That's just individual differences. But yeah, like someone might feel like there's just something not quite right in our relationship without being able to kind of put a finger on it.
1: So we actually spoke to someone called Steph from NAR Melbourne, and she kind of went through this so she was with someone and went through a really devastating breakup she was really upset about it he didn't really give her an answer about why it ended and then a couple of weeks later she found out that he was already in a new relationship on socials like we've been talking you'll hear her story in a sec but basically in hindsight now she's realized that he just wasn't the right person for her and it has kind of worked out for the best
5: So a few years ago, I was with my boyfriend. We've been together for a year. um, And at the time, I was like, this is the love of my life. I'm going to marry this person. I was so infatuated with him. Um, Anyway, he broke up with me suddenly out of nowhere. um, And I was completely devastated. And he never gave me a reason as to why he broke up with me. Um, And it was like the worst thing that ever happened to me. And then a few weeks later, I saw that posted on social media was photos of him and a woman that he had worked with, um, uh, who was ten years older than him, married with kids. I knew her. Um, they were kind of like family friends of ours. Um, and posting a few weeks later that they were in a relationship. So I actually worked for her um, for a little while. So she was my boss. After knowing that, I'm like, I know for sure that there was something going on while we were still. Together now they're so they're still together they have a baby now they've had a baby they've bought a house and I like they seem so suited to each other and they look really really happy and I'm actually really happy for them because they just seem pretty perfect together, um, much more so than him and I were um, and i've I've got you know another partner now who's much more suited to me than this uh, than this guy was so um, yeah, I'm, I'm happy that they've yeah found, um, their, their people and I found my person and, um, yeah,
1: I've kind of accepted it. I think the most painful part about what happened to me was being told, like, it's not you. I actually had someone say to me, like, I can see myself marrying you. I can see us having kids together in the future. I'm just not ready for that yet. I'm not ready for a serious relationship. It has nothing to do with you. It's just me. And that same guy a month later was in a long-term relationship and has been with this person
2: Yeah, it's really for a conf- long time now. It's really confusing when people do like just blatantly lie about that kind of thing. And we had a lot of people in our DMs chat to us about this. Ali said – Their partner said, I just want to be 24 and single. Then five months later, boom, has a girlfriend. Robbie also had this happen to him. He said, it makes you feel so used and discarded three years down the drain, separated, and she said that she hadn't been independent or experienced life, but then got a new boyfriend two months later. Bye. Like, (laughs) it just sucks. And I think this is something that Sean and Helen had a lot to speak about because People often will mask their real feelings with this kind of like, I just need some personal growth or I need to be like single and by myself for a while. And like in your experience, kind of similar but different in that they're promising all these things and saying, I can be this for you but not right now and I just need to go do some other stuff first. And then the other stuff happens within a Instantly. month. Yeah. Like what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, Sean had a lot to say about this and he didn't hold back.
3: This is just my experience. As a therapist with individuals and couples, when someone says um, it's not you, I just need to work on myself, it's usually just an excuse. It's usually an avoidance, and what they're really saying is, I don't want to be in the relationship with you anymore. But it's actually it's a very confusing message because it tells the the other person, the abandoned partner, hey, it's not you. It's just I'm going through some things right now. So if they're still hanging on to that love and hope. They they, they don't tend to go through the grief process as quickly because they're thinking, well, maybe they'll sort themselves out or they'll go on the fix-it mode. Maybe you should get some therapy or maybe you should do this or that. Now, the reason why I say that is because people who want to be with someone and they also feel like they need to work on themselves do it all the time. You know, Plenty of people in relationships and working on themselves. So usually if it's like, oh, it's not you, I need to work on myself, it's it is just a way of avoiding saying i don't want to be in this relationship anymore the only exception is is if you've come out of a long relationship and thought you were ready um and then you're kind of saying to the person look i'm just not ready i need to work on myself but i think that's different because then you're not exiting a relationship straight in one you know that's that's like the opposite end if that makes sense
1: a question that I really wanted the answer to when it comes to this is like people who move on really quickly, surely they're not processing the breakup properly. They're not grieving. They're not going through the motions. Like when you're like in bed, tears, have like can't even imagine getting on like a dating app or seeing anyone else. And they're like, have moved on really quickly. You're like, surely you're grieving at the same time, right? Like, are you just trying to avoid those feelings? And Helen reckons it's a thing that people do.
4: One of the possible reasons is, you know if we're a little bit more on the anxious side of things like we we feel uh, more relaxed and content in a relationship and we feel quite anxious when we're away from them you know what that might mean is if we're broken up with or we break up with a partner there when we're on our own and being alone and being single and unattached essentially is going to invite a lot of distress into our lives so then we might kind of it might drive us into the arms of another person fairly rapidly and that could happen for the abandoned partner particularly i think you know if it comes you know they've been side swiped with this and all of a sudden that distress is there getting in another attachment to feel safe and secure might be quite appealing mm-hmm yeah
3: and for the person leaving sometimes what we see kind of just adding to what Helen's saying they might have a bit of an anxious attachment style so even if the relationship's bad in quotes they won't leave it they might not address it but then if they meet somebody who's giving them the messages that I will be with you they're able to hold two hands at once if you like and let go of the other and move on to the next person and that's why they're in a relationship the next day if they haven't cheated
1: well Speaking of cheating, another reason that we obviously have to touch on, I feel like it's probably the most hectic one, and that's when someone's having an affair, whether that's emotional and worst case scenario, physical.
3: They might not even be like declaring to the other person they want to be in a relationship. In some instances, they might be, but they're very much into this kind of other person and they kind of like just drop one and pick up the other, like they go straight toward it. And, you know, they might have been getting signals from the other person also that they are keen to reciprocate that. So that could be another reason. And, you know, that's not like a great reason either, because you possibly been having that emotional affair rather than just stepping up and owning up to the problems in the relationship or talking frankly about what's going on for you in, in the relationship.
2: Yeah. Lots of DMs about this one. Samuel saying we broke up two weeks later. They moved in with the new boyfriend. Turns out she was cheating with him. And Lou says it hurts a little bit extra when it's with the person they told you not to worry about.
1: (gasps) It's always the person they say. We're just friends. I know. You have
2: nothing to worry about here. Your gut
1: is always right.
2: Yeah. And we actually had a good mate of the show, Frankie, text in about this. Uh, Frankie McNair is this amazing comedian and she had a really hectic experience where she fell in love with this guy. They had this whirlwind romance going really well for two months. And then out of the blue, he dumped her.
6: I'd just been seeing like this, like very lovely person. It was a couple of years ago. Um, and we weren't together for very long. It was only about two months. But um, yeah, they uh, decided to call it off. And I just had this suspicion that maybe something had happened with somebody else. And I asked them about it. And they said that, no, that wasn't why. They just wanted to kind of work on their mental health. And then um, just it took me about eight months to find out that I had been right the whole time, that something had happened. And then, like, you know, within a few weeks of us breaking up, they were dating this person. And I asked again, I was like, hey, you're dating this person. Does that mean something did happen? And again, they were just like, nope, nope, absolutely not. You've been really silly. I'm bisexual, so like you, haul real fast. So I was just, you know, like after two months, you know, being like, I think I'm falling in love with you, and then, you know, he said that back, and it was just so lovely, and we were saying I love you, and it was really like honeymoon phase, beautiful, and then just like for like two weeks later, that to just like come crashing down, it was just such a like chaotic roller coaster. Like you know, like a year or so later or whatever, you're still feeling it because like it sucks, and I just like. That was one of the things I struggled with the most, was just being like, why am I not moved on from this situation? That was like, we were not together for long. It was two months. But I was like, why was this so crushing? And I think there's so many factors in someone cheating on you or moving on quickly that, you know, can directly impact why it's so hard to let go of.
1: Okay, so here at The Hookup, we are just – people and I say this all the time. We are so lucky that you are so open and honest with us. And it just makes being able to do these podcasts like so much easier because not only are you like being vulnerable and sharing like your stories, we're able to really tap into why certain things happen just by hearing your experiences. And, yeah, we were so lucky that when we spoke about this on our Instagram – a lot of you came to us and said, hey, I've been that person and these are the reasons why I Um, moved
2: on so quickly. I did that at the start. Where's my big thank you? What the hell? No, you get paid to be here, bitch. That's true. (laughs) I know, I get paid to be vulnerable. But um, we had some really interesting responses to this. Um, Ryan, for example, got in touch. We chatted to him about how he moved on really quickly from his ex and he actually kind of regrets it.
0: So at the time I sort of met up with my best mate and then I met his housemate who I was having the relationship with or situationship with and uh, we were hooking up and whatnot and then after about probably three months my best mate's girlfriend introduced me to one of her friends and I'll tell you what she looked like an absolute model so and she was pretty funny at the time so when I started talking to her I thought started thinking with me dick a bit more than anything else And I sort of ditched everything to have a relationship with this woman um, more based on physical attraction than anything else. Didn't really take into any consideration about what I did to the girl I was currently hooking up with. Like, I liked her quite a lot. And I remember asking her, and I was like, well, you know, what do you want to do about this? Do you want to date or not? And she, at the time, she said no, or, well, she wasn't too sure, so... I was like, righto, well, that's, that's a free pass for me. Didn't really think what she actually meant behind that. <laughs> I was actually talking with my best mate about that whole situation. And I just sort of remember saying to him, I was like, oh, you know, I hope I didn't break a heart too bad. Like, I didn't feel great about it, but I didn't think too much of it. And he turned to me and he actually said to me that woke my eyes up. He said, mate, you didn't break a heart, you fucking shattered it. And that uh... sort of made me realise how much of a dick I was.
1: Oh, shit, yeah. And did you, um, have you spoken to her since and maybe like explained what happened and how you're feeling?
3: Oh,
0: as much as I'd want to. I'm a bit of a coward when it comes to that sort of stuff, so no, I haven't.
1: Yeah. Are you still with the girl you're with now? Yeah, yeah. And how's that so, going?
0: Uh, oh, yeah, it's all right. Um, personality is a bit different between the two of us, so.
1: Do you have any, I- any regrets, Ryan? Like do you kind of miss the person you were with? I
0: do. I definitely do. I, I think the connection with her was a lot greater. Our personalities were a lot more similar. Like, you know, a lot of her hobbies were actually quite similar to my hobbies. And, um, yeah, just the... Like, I'm pretty sarcastic and I'm pretty, like, the way I talk and shit. And, uh, yeah, she just... She got that.
2: Really interesting to hear it from Ryan's perspective and find out like that kind of thought process but I think for Tim this was actually quite an intense situation and his reason for moving on was really emotional and definitely like a distraction and a comfort thing
0: I've been seeing this girl for about two and a half years uh, and it was it was a long distance relationship which I think definitely made it a hard hard relationship but kind of I stuck with well like it was a relationship that I realistically thought was the one But then it started to go sour. The distance kind of took its toll, I guess. I don't know. It just wasn't going well. And I eventually kind of pulled the pin on it and broke up with a girlfriend. I don't know. I was a night out with friends and there was kind of like a mutual friend that I knew. And we just kind of hooked up. And I was just, I don't know, wanting to move on and kind of like forget what all the mess I'd just been through, I guess. It was just kind of something that happened. And then it slowly turned into a relationship. As soon as I I knew that she found out through friends. And as soon as she found out, I could tell that it just, kind of killed it for her, like, you know, I basically got nothing from her. and I didn't want to hurt her, but it was just something I needed to do, really.
1: All right, I think we're ready. I think I need this. You probably don't, but you could do. I think you listening need this 100% because you clicked on this episode, so that means that you're ready to get some advice on how to heal.
2: Don't count me out. I'm ready <laughs> to get wiser because I honestly will take what I can get. But yeah, we spoke to Sean and Helen about how to deal if this is something that you're going through
3: getting broken up with is one of the hardest things you're going to have to deal with in life and not only do you lose your partner but you also lose your future projected self thinking on oh, one day we will be in this situation like we might be holidaying together we might buy a place together or we might get married one day you know all those things are kind of lost so it's a really kind of hard grief to deal with um and Essentially, I, I think it's it's good to say that, that is those feelings are quite normal. Um and it's you know for them to stay around for quite a while is quite normal too.
4: I think if you're getting really stuck in it as well, like you're getting ruminating about the relationship and kind of getting circular thinking and it's just driving you batty essentially. Set some time aside each day. This could be with a trusted friend or it could be on your own where you you just let that let it all out like you could write in a journal as well really like question what's happened talk about how you're feeling what's going on so really giving yourself a space to kind of let it all out
3: what you've got to do is start to slowly redefine your sense of self as an individual again so really trying to surround yourself with good positive support people and start to re-engage with with, with hobbies or work or or activities that you kind of like, have liked before or you kind of want to try to reestablish that kind of sense of self kind of identity is just super important. You kind of want a mix of support and kind of keeping busy in that first phase.
1: I think one of the hardest things about going through this experience and it's something that I felt, but I I know a lot of you told me and Pip that this is what you felt as well, is that feeling of when someone moves on so quickly that it's a reflection of you, especially if they've told you like, I'm not looking for anything serious. It's about me. Don't worry about it. It's not you. And then they're in this serious relationship, maybe even engaged. You can't help but take it personally. Like, of course, it's going to hit you hard that there's something wrong with you. And if you're feeling this right now, Sean has some really good advice. I
4: think it's so hard. And again, I think this is um all part of the breakup as well. So I think, you know, really normalizing that to a point of like you know, this is so hard and being so compassionate with yourself. Like part of that is seeing yourself as as part of humanity, you know. This happens and this is so tough and um, I think Everyone can relate to this, right? I don't know anyone that hasn't been heartbroken. So we want to, like, normalise that to a point, keeping up that really nice self-care and, and compassion.
3: Yes, yeah, so I totally agree with that. So essentially, like, all those thoughts are quite normal in the beginning, but if the months are passing on and you're still stuck in that, uh, then you're kind of moving from, like, a normal grief to, like, a complicated grief, like your own negative self core beliefs keeping you stuck in the grief. And it's like it's the relationships prove those underlying unconscious negative beliefs that you have about yourself and then you can't move on, like that's a great time to seek out some therapy at that point.
1: They've actually got some advice for you, Pip. Huh? <laughs> what do you mean? The has <laughs> moved on? <laughs>
2: yes. <Yeah.
4: Stop>.
1: No. <laughs> they just, okay, if you are that person that has moved on really quickly, <laughs> for whatever reason, they do
2: have some advice for you as well. All right, I'm taking notes.
3: If you've dragged the poor person on and you checked out months ago or years ago, then actually you are a bit responsible for their pain with that said if you're the abandoned partner it's good to understand that while that might be theoretically true you might not be getting anything off that other person so i, I wouldn't try and keep the idea that they owe me something because that could keep you in the suffering if you like um, you know, this sense of like, you've done the wrong thing by me and you keep going for that validation from them because they, they might not be invested, they've moved on. So if you are the abandoned partner, it's good to try and always move to, back to acceptance um, around the reality of the breakup. But if you're the partner who's left and you've been doing that, it would be nice etiquette, I think, to tell them to save the pain on the person from um, hearing it off a friend or seeing it on social media as well, if they believe some, if you've said, oh, it's not you, it's me, I need to work on myself, you haven't, this is going to sound harsh, right? You haven't really executed the love. And until it's executed, the grief doesn't fully start. So you're moving on with somebody else. You have no intention to be with them whatsoever. But that poor person sitting there in hope. So it'd be, it'd be kind of just to, to be, this is the reality of the situation and execute that love.
2: Oof, that was harsh, but true. Much needed advice there. Thanks, Sean. He really does say it how it is. I just, I do think that some people do need to hear that. Um, Maybe not me because I'm perfect, but uh, (laughs) somebody else. But yeah, no, this has been such an amazing episode to do. And I can't help but think about what Steph said at the start, where she was like, look, I'm actually really happy for them. They seem like they really suit each other. And there were a few other people in the DMs who had a similar kind of experience, I guess. Bonnie said that she was with her ex for 12 years. He engaged again with six months. She said, being replaced hurt really so bad, but the split was kind of the best thing for us. And not everyone can have a positive outlook on this and there's not always going to be like a nice little bow tie ending Mm. for people, but if you can kind of find that within yourself, great. Yeah, Lean into it.
1: If you are feeling so hurt right now because this is what you're experiencing and what you're going through it's so hard to understand that maybe in five years time it all happened for a reason Mm. and i hate like i don't hate that saying but like i hate just being like everything happens for a reason but i know yeah sometimes you just weren't right for each other and it's hard to see that in the moment but just know that maybe one day guaranteed one day you will feel better and whether that's with someone who is more suited to you or you're just in a really good place by yourself either way I hope that this episode has helped.
2: And if it's something that you think is useful, pass it on to your friends and fam, anybody who's going through this Mm. because... Sometimes it's just nice to hear that other people have experienced
1: the same thing that you have. And I know that that's something that I felt doing this episode. Mm. So a big hug to all of you. Thank you so much for sharing your experiences and stories and always, always, always um, reaching out to us in our DMs at Triple J The Hookup. We love to hear from you. And if there's a story, um, a topic you want us to cover, please let us know.
4: Bye. Bye.